You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This is the Pete and Sebastian Show with Pete Corielli and Sebastian Maniscalco. Jimmy from Boston. We're going on, what, 300 shows? And I have never heard DJ Lou more upbeat and alive than when he was pontificating on the art of smoking. I'm a little jealous, though, because I got two amazing children. I got a beautiful wife. And yet I still have never loved anything as much as this kid loves fucking cigarettes. So, baby, dude, Sebastian, you know the song, right? Uh, yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. Well, it's o- <laughs> it's what it's Oasis, but this is someone covering it. I like it. It's cool. Pete and Sebastian show with comedian Pete Corielli and comedian Sebastian Manor Scalco and DJ Lou behind the glass coming to you on Sirius XM every Friday at 5 p.m. and then turned over to an incredible podcast. Baby, what's up? What is going on? It is a Wednesday night. I just did a four mile jog in what some would call. A uh, sweatsuit, which is a uh, suit that makes you sweat. Trying to drop some LBs, look in shape here uh, for the big... Uh, well, I can't really tell you what I'm doing, but uh, there's something in the works where I kind of got to look lean and mean for. Uh, along the lines of uh, what we were discussing with the cigarettes last week. Yeah, it has, to do, it has to do with cigarettes. By the way... I'm a week into the smoking. Uh, not that I've been smoking every day since we last did the show, but yesterday I took a deep dive, and you guys could comment on this. I was very, very uh, ignorant going into a smoke shop asking the guy for a light cigarette, something with um, you know, not, not too much tobacco. I was looking for something herbal, and he sold me the... Parliament's orange pack? <laughs> Did I get robbed? That sounds right to me. I, I, I can't, don't know enough about it. No, because I can't uh, feel the back of my throat. It's it's burnt off. And I wasn't oh. even inhaling. I used to smoke Parliament lights from time to time. Uh, Lou, you ever smoke one of those and you take your tip of your tongue and stick it in the middle of the, of the hollow filter? What, to blow out the extra tobacco? No, no, you know, just to kill time in between drags. I just put the tip of my tongue in the little <laughs> hole filter. They, you know, because the, <laughs> the Paulman has that. But then if I've been drinking heavy, especially like when I would hang out with DJ Lou when, when I was living in the city, if I was drinking heavy by the end of the night, 
I'd be like, yo, let me bum a Marlboro. Yes. I need a real cigarette right now. You are smoking the lightest. You're, you're probably sucking harder trying to get a drag. Well, actually, you're probably not trying to get a drag, right? Why are you smoking, well, bro? What are you doing? Is Lana condoning this? What the hell are you doing? It's just fake, try- fake, fake. Puff, puff, puff. I tried it in the backyard yesterday, and she was watching me, and she got really nervous. She's like, put it out, put it out. You don't, you don't, I don't want you doing this around here. She, she kept yeah, saying the baby. I mean, what the are you, Daniel the Day baby. fucking Lewis guy? Get a fake white stick. Put it in your hand. Puff, puff, puff. What are we Authentic. doing? Authentic. Authentic. Come on, man. I mean, if the character did heroin, you're going to tie a rubber band around, you, around your arm? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is, you know, you don't, you don't dabble with this. But um, I, I want to focus because we went down that path. Yeah. The, uh, the, you, you heard about what happened to Martin Lawrence probably about 20 years ago. It was, it was, a, it was a bad time. Yeah. His career stalled after that. Well, with the sweatsuit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, so, I'm not pulling So what are you wearing, tinfoil? <laughs> you, you wearing that shit they put on after the marathon? I'm wearing a, a thing that a boxer would would use to drop some weight for a big bout. I, I'm sweating out. I'm sweating it out. Listen, listen, I, I am obviously not a thespian, but I'm a comedian. And more importantly, I'm a friend and I am just really afraid you're focusing on the wrong things, man. I mean, you're going to get, you're going to get there and you're going to be, uh, 20 pounds lighter, but you can't stand cause it's water weight and you're going to be <laughs> high as a kite sucking on parliament lights in the corner <laughs> And you're not yeah. even gonna know the goddamn lines, man. I mean, what? oh yeah, well, I'm gonna pass. I'm gonna pass out on the, on the set. What's wrong with the What's wrong with the comedian? I don't know. He was smoking and he was in a sweatsuit this morning. He looked exactly like the guy. And then when I yelled action, he just dropped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So man. that's where I'm at with the smoking. Um... Pete and I talked today on the phone for, what, 15 minutes maybe? And I got to tell you, commenting on uh, what we, we talked about, I can't really get into that, but uh, I ain't calling you at work again, man. It's like talking to you is like talking to somebody who was underwater. I don't know if you were in a closet with your hand over your, your the muffle or what the hell you were. I couldn't hear you. Well, because you were at, I was at work. I stepped outside. But people were coming outside, and you were asking me about work at work. I mean, what yeah. do you think you're going to get but a light whisper? Oh, no, I'm with you. Oh, this shit. I'm with you. What? What? What are we doing here? <laughs> Sometimes you go into like a, like a grunt, like you're almost talking to yourself, and you don't want us to hear it. What, what are you saying half of the time when you, when you go into No, I'm talking mumbles? to you, but... It's like we're a married couple, and I'm like, sweetie, I've told you, stop asking me about work. It just gets me worked up. <laughs> no, I'm not mumbling to myself. I just say it. I was like, I'm bringing the show down. I didn't mean to. So uh, You're editing. You're commenting on your... Uh, uh, just, just let it flow, man. Let it flow. I, you can. I, I'm not in that position right now. I'm on a payroll. You got to watch your mouth. <laughs> I used to be that guy, too, for my entire adult life. <laughs> Speaking of which, there's a guy. Basically, it's a guy I know in, in, in my life, and he was upset recently because his girlfriend broke up with him, and mm-hmm. they had been dating for five years. 
All right? Now, you know, separate, you know, lives and stuff like that. And she just moved to the area. And uh, I think they did maybe start almost living together. I don't know if she had her own place. But my point to you is this. And I felt bad. And I, 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 I tried to explain to this guy, man, you're going to look back on this someday when you're with the woman you were meant to be with. And you're going to realize how, you know, not a big deal this is. And he's like, no, I appreciate that. But you could see, but he was really upset. And then I'm telling Jackie about it. <clears throat> and I'm like, I, may, I feel like you might be with me on this, but let me just throw it out there. Being married for all these years, having a kid, being a dad. When, when a dude comes up to you and tells you that him and his, his girlfriend broke up with him. I mean, I, I, I can't think of that any other way other than like, you know, some cafeteria shit, you know, at the school. Oh, yeah, I think it's, it pales in comparison to what's about to come. It's a blip well, yeah. on the screen, man. Yeah, but and Jackie says, but that doesn't mean he wasn't in love and didn't think that was the one, and, you, and you know, you can't be insensitive. But I'm like, no, I wasn't insensitive, but, but I am a little bit like, like, then, you know, I see him upset walking around, and I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, it's been 12 hours. You should uh, be happy now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, it's well, a breakup, you, bro. You know, it's, you it, broke up. You broke up. Like, Lou breaks it, up with chicks all the time. I barely even fucking finish my beer and discuss it. You've never had a, you never had your uh, heart broken? Ever? Nobody's ever broken up with you? I, I have a, a kind of, kind of like, like, not really. Like, there was a girl I dated in co- No, nah, I never had my heart broken. Girl I dated in college. I was done. We were done when I left for college, and that was fine. But then she started dating a guy that I knew, and that kind of annoyed me, but it didn't break my heart. Nah. I mean, have you? Like, heartbroken? I mean, there's been girls that didn't. I asked out, and they said no, and I was, like, embarrassed. But once you, once you take the Pete Corielli experience, <laughs> you're not going to break <laughs> up with it. <laughs> yeah. So you, you think once they're sucked in, it's... It's their loss, right? Uh, if if the looks, if the Corielli looks are good enough for you, then the personality is going to lock you in like moss on a log. <laughs> you are going nowhere. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, come on. You just, don't, what, don't you feel that way? Someone broke your heart? No, no. I, I don't think I've ever had that happen. I mean, there's been breakups, but nothing where I've like was sulked around the house and didn't leave and was crying all day long absolutely not but i'm with you and i got a high opinion of my my personality and how fun i am yeah if if you accept what's on the outside once you get inside girls are like and and i hate to do this but i'm gonna do this because i know this is how you feel too once they get in and they start seeing like what happens in the relationship and the goofiness and, and, and the laughter, I feel girls go, oh, this is what it's supposed to feel like. Yes, dude. Any woman yeah. that is with Sebastian Maniscalco realizes every man she was with before Sebastian, she was settling. She was settling for somebody else's version of okay. Oh. This. <laughs> right? I'm, no, I, I'm lumping you into this because I know we're similar in that way in relationships where it's so fun and goofy. 
you know, I, I've been around couples where I, I look at the guy and I almost want to tell the girl, there's better out there. <laughs> right? <laughs> there's better over by the punch bowl. I mean, <laughs> at this party alone, I'm looking at four dudes. Yeah, and you want to love me in with you, too, because uh, the raging conceit enjoys company, which is what we're oh, doing right God, now. Oh, God, does it, does it ever. <laughs> oh, what I'm saying is, you know, there's a couple people that I know that are, they're, they're couples, and and it's always the guy, it, pretty much the guy, uh, what the fuck is this? That's all right. All right, let me, let me kill this. One second. Just relax. Light up a palm and light and relax. <laughs> Lou, you know, get ready because you no. know we're asking you if you ever got your heart broken in five minutes. Uh, Keep right. going. So, really. so there's been instances where, and I don't know if you had this experience, a lot of times it's the guy that's the mope and the girl's like a ball of personality. Yes. More right? often than not. I was at an airport last week, and there was just such an incredible example. I mean, there was a guy, a family, a wife, her husband, and two boys. And they were, I ended up seeing where they were going because it's out of Buffalo, and it's very few gates, and they were going to Florida. You could tell they were getting ready to go on vacation. And the wife and the two boys are looking to get, like, some breakfast. And the husband is standing off to the side, just staring at Juan aimlessly. And she's like, Frank, would you like something? And he turns around, and he's like, no. And then uh, the boy goes, Dad, you coming over here? I'm all right. I'm all right. And I swear to God, bro, the wife turns around. She's like, will you be joining us at all on this trip, Frank? Frank? <laughs> and he goes, I am, I am, I am. And then he shuffles over. Oh, and then he just God. stands there how he was standing over by himself. He just does that right next to them. I'm like, Frank, that's code for fucking talk. Talk, Frank. <laughs> I'm looking at your wife, Frank. You're lucky to have a Frank. Start yapping. What is with these guys? That, bro, the know. thing is, they don't want women at all. They just want to sit and stare and watch TV. They just—they're giving up. They—they they don't want to put in the work to enjoy <laughs> what comes with a wonderful woman. I totally agree with you. And I—I—I I, I did this three or four weeks ago. My wife and I were around a couple, and I could tell the girl was definitely, you know, the the personality of the group, and the guy was the mope. And do you ever do this? Are you ever around that environment? And you say to yourself, watch this. I'm going to really butter Lana up. I'm, I'm, I'm going to like make do something goofy with Lana. So the girl goes, oh, wow. I wish he would do that. Oh, wow, bro. <laughs> wow. Wow, you're tr <laughs> you're literally trying to leave a restaurant, having all the women go. God, she's the luckiest wife <laughs> in the world to have that fella. What a! I wonder what he's gonna do at home when they get he when they get up to the house door. He probably does that thing where he tries to get the keys in quick before the imaginary person catches them. Oh, he's just fun, fun. Oh, but I'm stuck here with this dill. Oh, bro. <laughs> Oh, the question is, does Lana know you're doing that? That's hilarious. I don't even By know the way, she knows, man. Lana, it, 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 it's, it's a two-way street. 
she goofs around with me. It's 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 like we're not even trying. It's just the way it is. It's it's we're just goofy. We're always laughing. Lana's, you know, doing sarcastic remarks to me, and I'm always goofing around with her. It's just the back and forth that's that's so organic. But there's times where I go, all right, you know what? Let me let me give them a little extra to rub it in the wound. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, oh, just like yeah. Uh, well, I, I've, I, you know, I can't say I've done, I've done on purpose, like just so everyone will will see this, but, uh, but like I've done stuff like where you know, I'll grab the wife in public, like and try and do a quick dance with her or a quick kiss on the neck or something, yeah. and uh, I do think to myself, well, everyone around me thinks we have such a great marriage. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. look at them, they kiss in the stop and shop. Who does that? Yeah, you know, no, meanwhile, I, they don't it, hear Jackie whispering, the guy, not in public. We don't. <laughs> <laughs> See, oh, God. A guy like you, though, you know, you, you, you could be a little private, you know, and we talk about your natural resting face. Do you think, mm-hmm. given <clears throat> certain moments, you could be mistaken for the mope? Because Lana is always so outgoing and cheery. And it's not that you're not a nice guy, but you're a private guy, so. Oh, that's a good point, you know. It could be misconstrued that I might be a mope just because <laughs> of the sheer resting face that looks like I could, you know, put two in your back. Uh, but contrary to that, I believe that my resting face is more of an annoyance of what that person is saying at the time. <laughs> I don't think it's... The resting face has a has a deep annoyance attached to it where someone might be talking. And we've talked about this before. You're at a party. A guy's kind of got the stage. He's telling a story. And in your head, you're going, number one, this guy's annoying. And number two, I could bury this guy's story with one of my weaker stories. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right? With, with a story from the past 72 hours. <laughs> and, and he's going with one of, the, one of the best of his life. Yes. <laughs> I mean, don't you think that that guy, if he's telling that story, right? That's not the first time he's telling that story at a party. Am I correct? You'd have to think that he's told it time and time again. Oh, right? yeah. It's a bit. Okay. It's his bit. It's, a, it's his bit. Don't you think that he would work out the kinks to that bit by the time it got to us? You would think. But I mean, especially when they're aware of what we do. Like, I mean, if I was hanging out with, like, Billy Joel, I wouldn't turn to my wife and go, want to hear a little song I made? (laughs) Every rose has its thorn. You can't can't really compare it. You can't really compare it. No, you can't. No, you can't. (laughs) You can't. So no one's allowed to tell a story when a comedian's in the room? That's crazy. Come on. Not a funny one. (laughs) <laughs> maybe you got a point maybe you got a point but there are things there are, i know what you say like sometimes i'll think a guy again like maybe someone i think is a mope and i'll see him in an airport or somewhere do like one little move like give his wife a, or a girlfriend like a little bump with his shoulder and it lets me know ah this guy's a cool guy he's doing a little play movie he's, he's, that one thing lets me think that that guy's probably a cool guy you know and yeah. and yesterday uh, i'm sorry monday I got to, I was telling Jack this over the phone, it was making me laugh. I got to JFK Airport, and then I like to get a coffee before I get my car and drive to work. 
So I go to the coffee place in JFK Airport where I like to get my coffee. Now, there's a guy like my age online right in front of me, flip-flops, the whole nine, clearly going on vacation. And uh, he puts two muffins on the thing and his coffee and a juice. And the lady rings it up. And he looks at it and he goes like this to the lady. $8 for two muffins? And she's like, yeah, the muffins are $4 each. $4 each, $8 for two muffins. Hold on, hold on. Bro, he pulls out his phone, calls his girl, and then looks oh over and he's God. waving to her. So I see oh her. God. She's at the gate and she picks up and he goes, babe, you want to pay $8 for two muffins? Oh, my God. Yeah, $8 for two. Okay, and he hangs up and he goes, forget the muffins. I'm like, oh, my God, you're already shutting it down on a muffin and she hasn't even boarded the plane to get to the vacation. How much fun is she going to have? Oh, you're going to be making her use her hand to cup the tap water out of the bathroom whenever she's thirsty. It's all down. Lap it out of the toilet. What, it's $8 for an Avion, bitch. <laughs> if you're already shutting down the muffin, you can't afford the vacation, bro, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I have you I listen I've thought that in my head you know when you go up and you check out and you get like a water and say a a protein bar at the Hudson News at the airport and they tell you it's $23 in my head I go oh man but I've never said to the cashier how eight dollars I mean have you ever vocally discussed your displeasure with the price not to them because it's pointless, man. Uh, right? That guy's just ringing it up. So, no, I mean, I, I have thought to myself, maybe out loud, like, damn, four bucks uh, maybe or something. But I'm saying that as I'm slapping down the four. You know what I'm saying? You yeah, know. I just don't think it should even be said, though. I, 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 that type of I'm, stuff, just keep it to yourself, man. I have commented on the price of something, but I've wrapped it in a joke. I, I, I've never said, gee, $4 for a muffin. <laughs> and I, I would say something like, uh, what are they wrapping this stuff in gold? You know, like, give it a little flair. I like it. I like it. I like it. I've done that move myself with the, yeah, uh, I, when they, I think that's, that's a move. good move, bro. That's not, that's not tacky. That's a good move. But you're certainly not going to call Lana and go, oh, no, you, no. you still want a muffin? Because they're eight bucks. <laughs> <laughs> The Pete and Sebastian Show. I got a parenting question. I want to ask your opinion. So I got this long driveway, and uh, I can fit like six cars on my driveway, but they would have to be lined up back to back to back. It's not wide enough. So sometimes, like when I come home with the rental car, we got to move the Tahoe and this and that, you know. So. Whenever I got to go and move a car, like Jackie's like, you got to move your car so I can get my car out. I bring Sadie out with me, and she likes to to sit in the driver's seat in between my my legs. And she backs it out and then, you know, pulls it in when we're done. And uh, we've been doing it for a long time now. And, bro, she's at the point now because she's four. She gets in. She knows how to put the key in, turn it, start it. She can't reach the gas and brakes, so she's like, press the brake. She puts it in reverse, backs up, puts it. And I'm wondering, and then when I bring home a rental that doesn't have where the key goes in, she'll go, oh, this is one where you just press the button. Step on the brake, Dad, and I'll press the button. And I'm wondering, do you think it's... I mean, my daughter can basically drive, but she can't reach the gas pedal now. Is that... 
I'm wondering if that's like bad. Like if that's like showing someone how to light a fire. If I if I shouldn't have shown shown her that. Does she understand that there's an age requirement to do these things? Oh, I mean, yeah. And I say, you know, don't you dare ever with daddy or anything like that. And I mean, quite frankly, you know, I don't even know if she can open up a, a, the, the door if it was locked. I don't even know if she knows how to unlock it. But I'm just saying, by the time the kid's 10, she can easily go get daddy a pack of smokes if I was smoking at the deli. My, and I'm just wondering if that's poor parenting or like whatever. It doesn't matter what I'm teaching her to do, start the car. What matters is that she knows enough to not go near this car until she has a license and she's 18. Wait, is, she, is she more inclined to drive the car because I taught her how to? That's what I'm wondering. I would think if she knows all that at the age of four, by eight, you're going to see her at an intersection when you're coming <laughs> home <laughs> from the gym. As she goes to uh, pick up uh, some take home. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that's what I was worried about. <laughs> and she's just looking at me through the windshield and lifting the words. What did you think was going to happen? What did you think was going to happen? Here's how you fly a plane. Now, don't go near that plane. Oh, God. Lou, you had your heart broken, right? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, guy. We were out of the woods. Why do we got to go back to that? Shattered, bro. Like, shattered? No, man. You, like you said, you get over it, and then, uh, you know, sometimes it creeps back up on, and you miss them. But, you know, it doesn't last more than a day, and even that, it's not that bad. Well, Lou, are you a crier? I wasn't for a lot of years, but now I think I'm turning into one. Was there a tipping point? No, it's just like some movies I'll cry a lot easier, or I'll... Uh, get emotional at a concert or oh, I get more emotional than I used to for some reason. I think it comes yeah. with aging. That's so, all right. Good cries. Nice. So Lou, do you have a girlfriend right now? No, I don't. So what, what is your like girlfriend ratio? Is that like, is it one a year or have you been in long stints? Where are we at with the, I go three years, usually two to three years at a time. And then we break up right now. I'm at a year and a half layoff of nothing. Yeah, me, me and Lou have known each other for a long time. He, he's got, like, a dating pattern similar to the Olympic Games. <laughs> <laughs> About every four years, he's good for a run. But, but no, but Lou gets in there. He dates beautiful women. He has good long runs. And then he, he taps out for a while. The thing I'm not buying. I mean, Lou's no loser. He does good with the ladies and has had some nice, wonderful women. But there's no way he's only gone 24 hours. I, I, I feel like you've sopped hard, bro. Because I remember you being a little... Uh, right? One, yes, the one, a couple yes times. the one girl. She left me! She moved out of my life to shambles, okay? That was the one that was really tough. I think you always have one that got away. Listen to what she did to me. She kneed you in the nuts and called him faggot in front of everybody. No, she did what? All right, anyway, so here's a question, Sebastian. I had <clears throat> Saturday morning, I go with Sadie to the local uh, library, and they have a magician. I go to show her there's going to be a magic show for kids. And the guy, yeah, he's about a 30-year-old kid. <clears throat> they said he's performed at the White House on three different occasions. And uh, he puts on a magic show. Wait, and, no, hold on, hold on, wait, before we get into this, you're telling me at the local library there's a magician who performed at the White House? Yes, he came to Fredonia, performed for okay. the children. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
Three different times. Three different times he performed at the White House. Okay. I mean, not, I doubt, for Obama. Maybe some back room for little kids and stuff. But, uh, by the way, my kid is so smart. The guy's doing a thing at the beginning where he's got all these lollipops. And he's talking to the kids. And each time he reaches into the bucket of the hat, he's like, another lollipop's missing. And he's quick putting it in his pocket. And then uh, by the end, he's like, well, we got to find all my lollipops. Where did they all go? And every kid, 30 of them, I don't know. I don't My daughter right up front, they're in your pocket. Where are my lollipops? They're in your pocket. You've been putting them in your pocket. I'm like the fucking kid too smart for this one. So well, wait a minute, any, wait a minute. Not, yeah. Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry to interrupt again, but I'm not, no taking problem, bro. From, not taking anything away from the beautiful Sadie. But don't you think if you're a magician, you're performing for kids, don't you have to come with adult type skills? Like, do you think he would do the same thing if he was performing for adults or you think he dummies it down for the kids? No, he's he was he was a little off-putting to me. He was very no, he was incapable of of performing for adults. And this is leading me to a bigger question, which you're already going into, which I love, bro. Do you? I, I mean, do you think you'd crush it if you if you focused on just being a performer for children? Do you think you would have crushed that too? I think if I was a magician for kids, no one would see suckers going into my pocket. The sleight of hand would be so quick that that I would bring my adult game that's what i'm saying if you're performing yes. for kids don't you think you have to train for adults well that now i got what you're saying and that's a fantastic question because i'm sitting here going am i gonna know this stuff too and he's yeah with the lollipops and i'm like you're putting them in your pocket all right i guess because they're young they can't tell and then he made a desk float and for a second i thought that was cool but then i went up and felt it and i was like just as i thought balsa wood like light as a feather you know <laughs> uh so so yeah it was yeah parents wouldn't have bought any of them. yeah so the parents ain't buying it so why are the kids gonna buy it you know what i'm saying i, I think you have to train for the best and then yeah because you can't train for kids you, you got the parents there like you sitting in the back on i saw it hey yeah, but they didn't get it. And this guy's like manic, you know? He's like, he wears like that microphone, or, well, the ones we're wearing now, that go around your ears, and, 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 and he's going, okay, kids, okay, now don't go past this line. Remember, don't go past this line, because I'm going to do this next thing. Now you got to stay behind this line. And I'm like, dude, why are you more like, hey, you know, you go past that line. But then I'm thinking to myself, he probably knows better than me. The minute he gets personal and slows it down for a second, these kids are going to be animals. You got to keep it fast, keep it loud, keep it moving, keep them right. I mean, mm, yeah. and, but this was his big closer, bro. This was, this was unbelievable. Not unbelievable, like how do you do it? But he's long story short. Where are my my uh, lollipops? Can't find them the whole time. Wait a minute. I think they're in this giant balloon, and he's got this big balloon, not blown up. Like and he's like, should I blow this up, folks, and look for my my kids and get my yeah? I think my lollipop. So he takes a vacuum that he has hair on the vacuum and eyeballs on the vacuum, and he calls the vacuum Schnauzer, and the vacuum's ho- nose is is mm. the vacuum hose. Which I'm like, you brought a fucking Hoover vacuum to the White House guy? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this is your snoozer? <laughs> I could have whipped this thing up in, in my garage in ten minutes. So. Yeah. So he puts it in reverse, so it blows air out, 
And Schnauzer blows up this dude's balloon, and it gets bigger and bigger. And I'm like, is it going to, like, pop and blow lollipops everywhere? And it ends up getting, like, really big, man. I don't know what you compare it to. Like, the size of a, of a queen bed or something, like, as far as how wide. And then he holds it over his head, and he's like, what? Am I bu-? And he, are they up there? And then he sticks his head into the balloon and keeps pushing and pushing. And, and the balloon goes over him and completely covers him. And then he jumps up and the balloon is goes, he's completely in the balloon now. It looks as if he's completely in the balloon. You don't see nothing but the big balloon. And he starts jumping up and down and running around the room. So you just see this big balloon randomly running all over. And you're like, the kids are going crazy. And then finally it stops and he just sticks his head out of the top of the balloon. And you just see his head and he's like, I can't find my lollipops in here, kids. What's going on? And it's like, holy shit, the guy's in the balloon. It was a big close. I'll give him that. But what do you think? <laughs> Whole show about thir- thir- 35 minutes. What do you think he's getting, bro? I know that's something you always wanted to. 35. I have no idea. I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer. Okay, well, let me let me uh, get the surroundings here. Elementary school or library? Local Fredonia library. Back room. About 30 kids sitting on the floor, about 20 parents standing behind them. I was hanging on an American flag. I was so tired. Is this, uh, is this advertised? Uh, Jackie knew about it. It was advertised, so she told me. So when I, I knew when I was coming home, I was taking Sadie straight there. Yes. Admission. Happened. Did you have to pay an admission fee? Free. Library is always free for everything. Oh, God. You know what? It's such a bad gig that he's either doing it for charity or he's getting 500 bucks. Well, it was an 11 o'clock show, and the speed at which he worked, uh, as far as finishing, packing up, uh, it's, I was, it sniffed to me like he was doing maybe a four or five library run that day, like running the whole route 20, going to the next town, doing their library at 1230, maybe another library at two, you know, working his way to Erie God. PA, hitting libraries. Now, so this is something I got a problem with. This guy is, is performing at the white house. Yeah. <sighs> Is it for kids at the White House? You don't think he ran into any heads of state over there? Or did, did they say, hey, we got a magician outside on the lawn. Go take a look at him. Like, what well, is it? Yeah. yeah, right. I mean, I, that's what I'm wondering, too. Did he do a tour of the White House? And when no one was looking, he juggled two balls in his hand? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, did yeah. you perform at the White House because you you performed on your own, or were you invited? Uh, my guess is, you know, Michelle. I, I'm thinking it was during the Michelle Obama time period because she's real into the kids and stuff, and maybe she had him come to do a chat to do a show for a bunch of kids that were visiting the White House as part of something. And I bet maybe she did a poke in. Good to have you. Okay, quick picture. Bye. And that's it. I don't know. I, 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 bro, you hear White House and then you hear three times and then you see this act. It wasn't lining up. It wasn't. And I was trying to teach Sadie a lesson too. Afterwards, the guy goes, the kid goes, 
So you can come up now and get your lollipop. Remember, one lollipop each. And if you'd like one of my cards and have me sign it for you with my information and where you can get more of my dot, something like that, you can come up here and I'll give you that. <coughs> and obviously, the kids all went for the basket of lollipops. No one wanted his cards. So I go up to Sadie and I go, go ask him, go ask him for his autograph. And she doesn't know what I'm saying, but she goes up to him, can I have your autograph? And he's like, sure. And he quick signs it and gives it to her. And I, I, I'm like, guy, there's no one else asking you. Why don't you get down on one knee, ask her her name, tell her she, you know, he's signing it like uh, he's A-Rod in uh, 2013 <laughs> with, with, with a line of people waiting to get. So, uh, oh, yeah. so then she's got to go to the bathroom before we leave. So. I, I, we go into the bathroom, Sadie and I, and while I'm waiting for her to go to the bathroom, uh, she's coming out of the stall thing, and I just throw the car <laughs> in the fucking garbage can. And she goes, Dad, <laughs> you just threw out his autograph. And I go, oh, did I? Oh, geez, thank you, Sadie. I meant to throw out a napkin. <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. shit, I'm trying to teach the kid a lesson, and here I am throwing it out, the importance of a performer. Yeah, I don't know. I think this guy's pulling tough. everybody's leg. Uh, and, and I don't like the fact that he said one lollipop. That bothers me. Yeah, well, you know, that's what makes me think he had like a five library run going, man. <laughs> he needed the, li- the lollipops for the rest of the run. So what do we got? We got a mailbag today. Mailbag. The mailman is friendly and helpful. Almost everybody likes him. For almost everybody likes to get mail. Mail call. Now it's time for... Pete and Sebastian's Mailbag. You got any mail? Well, you got some mail. Yeah, but it's like you started the bit. We love you. I, I just assume you had some in front of you, no? Sure, sure. Lou, I can actually ask you this while we're waiting for Sebastian. Sure. H- how are we looking on the uh, Sebastian impressions? Yeah, yeah. Are they... Are they pouring in? Yeah, we got a we got a good ten to fifteen so far. We got to whittle them down. Let's let them keep coming in. Want to leave an impression? It is nine three seven seven three eight three seven three two, or it spells out yes, Pete Seb. Lou, you're telling me you worked at a bar and the bartender turned off the jukebox for black people after nine? What? That's all I have. Sorry. Love the show. Go Yankees. Pete, go Fredonia. <laughs> wow, we got a lot of impressions coming in, Sebastian. A lot of impressions. Perfect. Perfect. Uh, I do have a question, and I remember this off the top of my head. It's a very quick one. One of the listeners had a question for Lou in regards to, do you know, Lou, what wine, red wine, Eddie Vedder drinks on stage? He doesn't stick to one, and I've zoomed in on a lot of pictures. It's definitely always red. One to two bottles per show is all I can tell you. He'll do any kind of red. There you have it. So cool. Eddie Vedder's got to be the coolest guy in the history of the planet. He's a good smoker, too. All right, here's one. <clears throat> Sebastian, it, this is a wheelhouse one for you. I really thought of you when I read this one, okay? And we got to right. follow up and find out what happened to this guy. Uh, Chris... Uh, Chris, well, he knows who he is, as you always say. Yo, Pete, I'm here in Miami listening to the latest and possible last episode of the Pete and Sebastian show. So there's Hurricane Irma coming. This is how long ago I took this. In the next hour, Mm -hmm. and I wanted to get an Italian take regarding my situation. I have a friend that evacuated. I totally understand. He has a kid, newborn baby, so on and so forth. I'm 32-year-old single dude. We boarded up my apartment, my brother's house, 
uh, uh, we boarded up my apartment and my brother's house, and I'm bunkering down with the folks because they're on high ground and they have professional shutters on all windows. A few days ago, I thought of buying a plane ticket out of here, but I'm staying because I can't see myself leaving my family to fend for themselves, my pops, my mom, my grandmother. My question is, if you were in my position, single guy, no kids, would you stay and possibly die with family, or would you get out by yourself and try to survive and further the family name? I'd die with family, no? (laughs) But I'm saying, if you got... Two days to get out before a hurricane's going to slam the apartment, and you got a stubborn parent that's saying, I'm not leaving. I've been through these before. Ma, this is the real one. This is the one that's going to kill you, Mom. It's probably going to kill you, and I don't want to die here with you for no reason if we don't have... Well, then you can leave, but I'm staying. Then what do you do? So, So you would leave your mother in a house alone as a hurricane swept through her front backyard and house and let her fend for herself? Well, bro, if if someone pulls out a gun and, and tells me and my mom in three minutes they're going to fire that gun right where you're standing, if my mom decides she's not going to move, I got to stand there too? It's like, we got to move. If my mom couldn't move and I couldn't get her out, I'd stay with her. But if we had an option and she chose to stay... Out of some kind of stubbornness. Anyway, that's a tough call, man. I think if it's a hurricane, you got to do what you got to do to hunker down, maybe build a fort, something. I, I couldn't leave my mother behind. If, if I had an option and she chose not to take it, she's putting me in a position I don't know. He said, by the way, P.S., Hispanics, he's Colombian, are very Italianish. My mom is over here. So my point is, this guy's not even Italian. He's uh, Hispanic. We are reaching beyond the Italian community. I love it because this show is for the people, baby, of yeah. all nationalities, of all yeah, creeds. Just, here we go. <coughs> yeah, we're, we're very, we're very, no, we're very open here to, to all, uh, all walks of life. Um, you got another one? I do, uh, Lou. You said you had one as well. Yes, I was talking to Shuli in the hallway last week. Uh, Shuli from the Howard Stern Show. And he had a question for you guys, and I said, all right, I'll put it in the mailbag. He has a daughter, too, about five years old, and he taught her heavy metal music as she was growing up. His question is, what music are you trying to get your daughters into? Beatles we're focusing on now, but we're going to get a real solid foundation of classic rock. Classic rock. All, you know, everything from Elton John to Billy Joel to Led Zeppelin to the Stones, all the classics. Do you no start games now. Do you do that now? She's got to be able to absorb it now, no? Dude, I told you. She already comes down in the kitchen and looking goes Alexa. Put on Beatles. You say goodbye. I say hello, and then we fist pump. Boom. Oh wow. What do we got the daughter going with? Uh, she, she'll be hitting the Bieber in no time. Of course, Bieber uh, probably singing acoustic tones in the kitchen. That the way your career is going anyway. Can, can I tell you something? What? Yesterday, I was at a place in L.A. getting a uh, juice. Yeah. And Bieber walked in. And I got to tell you, I I didn't know what to do. I, I froze up. Oh, bro. 
Why are we doing this now? I'm talking about d- dumb uh, uh, juggling uh, acts uh, in libraries, and you met the Beeb? <laughs> he was in your No, presence. no, I didn't, I didn't meet the Beeb. He walked in, and I looked at him, and in my head, I'm like, is that Beaver? And he, he walked in, and he went to go talk to Dane Cook, who was there as well. Who I didn't know was there until Bieber walked up to him. I go, fuck, it's Dane Cook. Bieber and Dane talked for a little bit. Bieber went to get in line. And Bieber was alone. And Bieber was dancing in line. Oh, my goodness. i never seen that hit the line again. What? What? <laughs> 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 What did you say? What was the last thing you said? <laughs> I said, I've never seen anything like it. Um, how, how do you know he's dancing in line if he's behind you? Are you doing an over-the-shoulder look at Biba on the juice line? No, no, no. I was, I had ordered out off to the side waiting oh, for my okay. juice. And, and while and, you're waiting for your juice in L.A., you're watching Biba dance while he's in line waiting to order his juice. Yeah. Wow. And Dane comes off to the side. And Dane Cook's off to the side, too. This is literally like, I would say this at work. I had a dream yesterday. I was in a juice store, and Justin Bieber was dancing online. Dane Cook was behind me, waiting to talk to John. Oh, Dude, this is God. crazy. I mean, are we, are we talking a lot? Are we doing a light shake, or are we talking like, clearly like, you know, like, uh Like he's working a song out in his head, and he's... And it, it's either that he was dancing to the music that they were playing over the speaker. So he was doing some juke move in line. It was very subtle, but it was almost like, you know, you could definitely tell he was dancing in line. Oh, my God. Why wouldn't he be? Why wouldn't he be? Of course he's dancing in line. So Just in I case didn't know you're wondering. Dude, I didn't. It was one of those moments where... You know, as we all well know, I went to the concert in Brooklyn and I saw Bieber and I felt like, you know, there was a connection there that that I was in the pit and he was singing, you know, and then I see him at the thing and I was like, do I go up to him and go, hey, how you doing or what do you think on that? How do you weave that in? (laughs) It's... I was, you could have done the old talking to Lady Gaga. She told me to say hi if I ran into you. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga came to see you backstage at one of your shows. Somehow, to me, that's like a PBA card. That means I can go up to Beaver at a juice store. Oh, because well, I, I, Lady Gaga came to me, so I'm in that. I'm in that world. Hey, I'm Sebastian. I, I'm a, I just didn't want to assume that you know he knew who I was or I'm very important. I hear you, so but just, you. you I just stayed away from it. Well, why didn't... Did he go back to Dane? No. This is another thing. They called my name, Sebastian, to get the damn drink. So I went up there, and he was he was right in front of my drink, and he heard them call the name Sebastian. Once he saw that or heard that, he went outside. He just stepped outside. Now, I'm not saying he stepped outside because he heard my name and he didn't want any interaction. I don't know what the hell happened, but he just went outside, and then I you know, went went the opposite way of where he was and that was the end of that but there was no and i know dane and we've talked we've we've talked each, uh, uh, to each other in that in that same juice place 
It's just that I was I was I was floored by the by the Bieber thing. I, I was like, "What the fuck is he doing here?" Because uh, I go whole, in there a lot. I've, I've never seen him in there. Well, you're gonna probably be going there even more now. This is this is really. I got a lot of layers to this. Uh, I'm I'm a little concerned, and maybe we need judge and jury Lou on this. Lou, Sebastian at his level and what he's doing these days. Do you find for him to have his juice under his name? A little, <laughs> little bit of his own version of him dancing. Is that a little bit? Of <laughs> I mean, if Eddie Vedder was in a juice store, would they be going, Eddie, Edward, Edward? We, we got, we got your fucking pomegranate. I mean, come on. What the and fuck? And left aliens? because once they said Sebastian, Bieber goes, "Oh, Sebastian's here. I didn't know that." Too many stars in this room. I'm gonna take my show out to the patio. <laughs> He's already dancing in this room. I'll go. Come on, what are we doing in L.A.? What was Dan Cook doing in the back? I mean, did he ever move? <laughs> he was he was wearing a hat that just said Dan Cook with flashing lights. <laughs> I mean, I'm kidding. I, Dan's a nice oh, man. I'm just trying to cap the joke. No, no, I, I hear you. I, I it, listen. I was a weird. It was a weird experience. It just it was it was one of those things where only in Los Angeles you would be sitting there waiting for a juice, and Dane Cook is there and Justin Bieber's yeah. talking to Dane, and I'm thinking to myself, where did they you know, like how did they connect? And then I'm getting my juice, and then Bieber's dancing. It's just it was one of those weird moments, man. Well, I mean, you know, but again, it's it was still diverting the bigger question. What are you doing with you giving your own name for your drinky drinks? Well, what the fuck? F-bombs now? Come on. Oh, no. Listen. You're getting listen angry. To me. <laughs> I am. <laughs> what? 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 I, normal, I normally, my go-to on the name on any drink order, whether it be at a place like the juice bar or Starbucks or wherever they have to call my name, I always go with Joe. Nice. Because... Because Joe is is quick to put on the cup. If I say Sebastian, I got to wrap it around the cup. The name is so long. So I just go with Joe. This time, what they did is I paid with a credit card, and they know me over there. And normally, they just take the name right off the credit card. Oh. So that's why they called Sebastian. It's not like I was like, hey, Sebastian's here. It wasn't anything (laughs) like that. All right. I apologize 100%, man. But I still think that when Bieber heard Sebastian, did a look over, saw it was you, and was like, I need more breathing room. I mean, I obviously came here to be seen. I, w- I don't dance in the juice line for no reason, baby. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's a tough call, though, man, as far as uh, introducing yourself. You know what I mean? Because you know, I'm sure it would have been, it would have probably led to, sit down, man, have a juice with me. But, you know, you feel weird doing it. You just don't know. Yeah, I just didn't That's cool, dude. That's like a beetle for you, bro. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> I mean, we're not even tongue in cheek anymore. It's out there in the open, right? Louie loves Bieber. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Nice. Yeah, so, so there's a Bieber sighting. Did you go say hi to Dane? Let's not forget, man. Is it no, 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 I, I would have. I just, Dane, I see on a kind of a, a weekly basis. He works out at the same gym I work out, so. I saw him earlier in the week. I gave him uh, a hello, and we just exchanged pleasantries at the gym. But you know, Dane, you know, Dane, I've, I've I've talked to many a times. It's just that you know, you had the Bieber mix into this. I was like, I didn't know where to, I didn't know where I fit in. Wow, L.A. See, folks, 
anyone who's wondering what's it like. That's why people go to L.A., man, for vacation, for fun. You just, you're in a juice place. I mean, <laughs> look at Bieber's in line dancing. <laughs> dancing. <laughs> Unbelievable, man. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, to get the true experience, that you know, that's right up there with me seeing Gotti Jr. eating a slice and drinking wine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've been concerned repeatedly by a neighbor that talks nonstop and there's no gaps or breath between stories. He just keeps going like he knows I can't escape as long as the words keep flying out. He's held me up for a good 30 minutes before I can bring myself to interrupt him. How do I excuse yourself or handle this situation is there a classy way to shut this guy down or should i pull it pete so a guy gets wrapped up in a conversation and he keeps talking there's no gaps there's no nothing yeah here's my suggestion to it what i do fake phone call that's 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 a good move but that's you know what that's like uh that's a temporary move man that's a temporary move uh, it's temporary, but it gets me out of the situation. Or I, I look at people's patterns. Like, if I see a neighbor that I don't like, and I know they leave at a certain time, I won't leave at the same. You know, like I'll wait till they leave. I know. I mean, that's tough though when they're affecting your lifestyle. I do that too. I do that with people. I, just the other day, I was going into work. Guy was going in at the same time as me, so I just laid back, faked the phone yeah. call. I like the guy too. I just just want to walk in alone. <laughs> yeah, no, there's times that I just want to be alone and I will interrupt my flow of the day to not come into contact with that particular person. Hey, Phil? Phil? Phil Connors? Now, don't you tell me you don't remember me because I sure as heck fire remember you. Not a chance. <laughs> Ned! Ryerson! Needle nose Ned, Ned the head. Come on, buddy. Case Western High. Yeah, but if this, if this is a neighbor, this guy owned this house and he owns his house. Is that what we're basically dealing with—a long-term thing? I don't know. I don't know. Just said a neighbor. Because if it's if it's like like a guy who lives next door and you're going to be living next to this guy for years to come, this is a move I've used on a couple of dudes that I'm friends with that talk a lot. You you just have to make a joke of it. Like, let's say his name is Ron. You know, you go, Ronnie, listen, I love you to death, but if I don't walk away, you just keep going, baby. So I got to go. The wife wants me, you know? So then now it's known that Ronnie's known as a talking machine and that anytime I'm with Ronnie, he knows at some point I'm going to do my Ronnie. We, we both know you, baby. You'll keep me here for five hours. I love you, though. So and that's just going to be our thing because I'm going to be walking away from Ronnie for the next 20 years. You can't you yeah. can't be dodging Ronnie and faking phone yeah, calls. Yeah, no, you're you just right. Gotta, you're right. You gotta, you, you gotta, yeah. yeah, you gotta come up like Pete said. You gotta come up with your own kind of like, hey, how you doing? You gonna talk about you're off again, and then like maybe make a joke around it and then walk away. I think that's the better, the better solution rather than faking a phone call. Yeah. Which brings me to a thing that I'm going through here, and I wanted to get your take on it. There's a new neighbor that moved in uh, across the street, one house over. And uh, they've been there for about, I'd say, two months solid already. And uh, I saw the guy two weeks ago, and he was in his driveway, and I was getting into my car. And I just gave him a kind of a head nod and a wave, and then I got into my car. Now, 
do you think if you move into the neighborhood, it's your responsibility to introduce yourself? Or do you think if you are already in the neighborhood and somebody moves in, you go up to that person? What's the protocol on that? That's an interesting question, man. You know, because we had a neighbor move in two doors down and Jackie's like, we should bring them something. Yeah. And it's not that I'm against that, but... I, I got to say, I don't think anyone is responsible for either one. I'm kind of liking if I moved in uh, and I want to get to know my neighbors. And my first interaction with my neighbor, Maniscalco, was looking over and he gives me a slight head nod as he gets into his car. That's a perfect start. Not too much. <laughs> not too little. I was afraid you were going to tell me that by the time you started the car up, he was banging his ring on the window. (laughs) (laughs) But that's beautiful. little head nod. Maybe the next time it'll be a, how you doing? And then uh, right around the holidays, maybe one, one, you or him will do the slow walk up the driveway. You know, we keep, we keep doing the nod official here. I'm Sebastian. Hey, I'm right. Boom. Nice. Why, why, why why does someone got to come over with baked goods and make a whole big thing out of it? I, I never got into the whole baked goods, uh, although I think that is a really nice touch that Jackie wants to kind of come over and greet the it whole the, the whole neighborhood with a cake or, or something sweet or, or what have you. Uh, and I think in your neighborhood, it's a little bit more neighborly than the neighbors here in L.A. I mean, you lived in L.A. for a short period of time, and I know you got to know your neighbors pretty well, but... Where I live, I mean, I don't know nobody around there. It's, it's, if I need a cup of sugar, I'm going to the grocery store. Well, yeah, no, I hear you. There's a lot of more tram moving around where you are. But truth be told, there's one neighbor we gave muffins to two years ago, and I haven't talked to him since the muffins. <laughs> you know? So it's like, it's like, I don't know. If it's worth it or not. But um, it depends if you want. I think we've had this with you once before, but if you want that guy. It's a class move. It's a. What if you didn't? What if you didn't? Though knock on his door. What if you just left something, like left something that's, at his door? That's with a weak. Note? It's weak. Is that weak? Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Now, I have to tell you though, we know who these people are. We uh, we got some intel. Oh, we really? did a search. Yeah. Yeah. We googled them. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, my question is. Do you, do, you, do you think they Googled us? Like, if you move into a neighborhood, do you think you try and find out? Because we know a real estate agent who gave us, you know, it's all public information. Yeah. They gave us the, the who bought the house. And, and we were like, okay. And then we looked and said, like, okay, this is who, who we're living by. Don't you think you have a right if, if no one's going to go over and give cake that, that you could Google the neighbor? Yeah, no, I think that's a responsible move. I mean, I haven't done it, but now I got to start sifting through people's mailboxes. Get some <laughs> <names>. <laughs> I'm going to start doing some Googling, man. What'd you come up with, by the way? Did you get, were you able to get into the Facebook thing or you have to be a friend and shit? No, no, we got into the social media. I mean, it's oh. public, pu- public domain. He's got, he's got his own business. Uh, and, I know I was preaching uh, about that earlier, but it's always suspect. What is it? You know, it's, I don't even know. I, I, I don't know <laughs> what, what it is. Based on... It's, <laughs> it's, it's suspect. Yeah. She works? No. I can't, I can't divulge that information. Just oh, okay. All right. Show. 
Oh, okay. All right. Wow. Look at you thinking we're so huge that Abe is moving in even though about the show. Right, listen, well, if you're in your car and you popped on the radio <laughs> station and you're like, I got a guy that moved in next door and he does X, Y, and Z, don't you think the guy would go, wait a minute, is that me? Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Paul Paul is listening all the time now. The one upstairs. Oh, yeah? She's full, oh, she's full in. She loves it. Yeah. So, so yeah, did they, you find out anything about this guy that's concerning you? No, no, no. no. I just don't know th- what the business is. If he's a Google person, then, then like if he's someone that like wants to know about his neighbors, then yeah, he probably Googled you. Everyone do. They probably got a, a handle on what, who you are in the neighborhood for sure. I don't think so. I know the guy six horse six houses down knows what I do. I know he's he's been over. You know, we've kind of exchanged. He's invited me to his house for a party. I never I never went. But uh, I got a, an old people's home next to me. I got a problem. Not that I got a problem, but they're really, I mean, I don't mean to be crass here, but the people are old. And yeah. they're making no noise over there. <laughs> nice. It's not like they're having parties or anything like that. It's like you, you know when somebody dies because on the, on the <laughs> curb... That day, they got like they throw everything out—the bed, the fucking IV, the wheelchair. <laughs> well, and I go to lot. <laughs> I go to lot. I go. Looks like we're getting a new neighbor soon. <laughs> oh, they're gonna be saying that shit about us, <laughs> bro. There's a window right next to our TV that that goes look that looks straight down the road, and and you right up the block is where the nursing home is. And I'm telling you, at least twice a month we'll be watching TV, and you see red flashing lights, and, and, and it's an ambulance. <laughs> you're like, ah, another one bit the dust. <laughs> oh, like house flies, right, man? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's unfortunate, but I mean, nobody. Nobody ever comes out of there uh, any other way than on four wheels. You know what I'm saying, man? <laughs> I mean, they never go, wow, Hank found a little hop in his step. He's checking out. <laughs> we got Lana. Looks like we're getting a new neighbor. <laughs> I love it, bro. Oh, shit. Oh, man. But I- I'm just saying... In L.A., there's really no zoning. I mean, you don't see this shit in the northwest suburbs of Chicago where there's a home and then there's, like, an old people's home. Five houses down, I got some weird school. They're running out of a house. So it's like, don't you think the neighborhood should just be all residential homes? Well, I mean, you know, you're not... It's a city, you know? It's still a city, technically speaking. And uh, these aren't commercial establishments. I mean, there are people living in the nursing home. They're not, you know, corking wine bottles as they come down the assembly line, guy. (laughs) It's a res... So, you know... Yeah, okay, for example, we got Halloween coming up, right? We're going to get about the candy. I've been to this house next door because I had to get in their yard to to find out where uh, the cable wire was for the cable guy. I knocked on the door... And a nurse comes out with a fucking mask and, a, and, and nurse fatigues. So it's like on Halloween, our kid's going to go up to that, to that house and they're going to be passing out candy and the kids are going to go, oh, you're dressed as a nurse. And I'm going to go, no, she is a nurse. <laughs>
These nursing homes, though, it can go both ways. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's hilarious what you just said. But I'm telling you, they can be a gold mine during Christmas time. Uh, first of all, uh, Sadie goes to on Halloween. She goes to the nursing home, cleans up, going down the hallway, and then at Christmas time, we always go to the nursing home. Me, Jackie, and Sadie, and we visit a time uh, where they have visits for Christmas time, and you go to the nursing home. And they have brownies and stuff there. You know, we don't eat the brownies. But you go in, and all the old people in each room, they decorate their room a little, and the hallway's decorated. And they're in the wheelchairs, and they grab Sadie's hand. Hello, sweetie. And Sadie's like, Merry Christmas. Mer-. So, you know, you got to embrace them as part of the community. When You should, you should, you and Lana should take Serafina over there for Christmas time. Maybe not this year. Let the immune system build up. Do it next year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come on! It's not. It's not like an old people's home where like there's just old people and they're playing checkers. This looks like an old people's home where I don't see any visitation over there. It's like there's nobody visiting their grandmother over there. This looks is, is, like is this people. Hospice? I don't know what the fuck it is. It doesn't look <laughs> like it's somewhere you would want to go inside and there's going to be decor. Put it this way: I went in. A couple of Christmases ago, I went to go throw out the garbage, and and I hear coming out of the old people's home a chorus of singers. It was on the holidays, and they were singing "Fa la 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 la." Tis the season, so they brought in like singers to sing for the old people, right? Nice. So they got a little. They got something left. I mean, they're not. They're not. Die, they're not going there. They're not dead. They're not dead yet. They're not dead, but I would never go into the house. It don't look like uh, it don't look right. I don't think I'd go in there, man. Bro, bro, the fact that they're bringing people in to sing "Fa la 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 la" means these people need a little something with their last breaths. Oz has a porch, and when it's warm, all the uh, old people are, are sitting out there. I mean, don't get me wrong; they're in. They got blankets on them, and it's eighty degrees out. They're they're barely moving. But we always, I always tell Sadie, give them a wave, give them, and then they just love it. They wave back. It's like the last contact they're having with society. Don't shun them, bro. Take baby <laughs> Serafina over there and light their fire. Uh, I hear you, but I'm not stepping near the house. <laughs> and what Sorry. kind of school? What do we got with the school? What is what? What, what school? Some is weird school. With? I don't even know what it is. It's like there's got like a sign on the front lawn. It's got hedges around the house. I really can't see it, but it's got some weird school about five or six houses the other way. So I don't know, man. It's just like not a normal neighborhood that I live yeah. in. It's very very obscure. So yeah. I'm trying to figure out where my place is in the neighborhood. It's just like I, I basically pull in. And I, I, I shut the, the gate, and, and it's it. It's, it's done, and I'm in the house, and it's like I'm safe. Wow, man. I predicted all this, man. I, I know you <laughs> love that house, but... <laughs> any cast, any cast within the next year. Lou, would you agree? Within the next year, we're going to start a cast. Pizza Man Show, what's up, Sebastian? House is for sale. We're moving the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Oh, yeah. Lou, right? Yes. Helicopters, yeah. uh, uh, animals. There's no community except no for old community. people. Harry Krishna school. 
I mean, come on. This shit is a shutdown. It's a shut. I lock the gate and I pray. That's what I do every night. Uh, Googling neighbors. The guy didn't even finish unpacking. You're Googling the neighbors. See if he's on the uh, CIA 10 most wanted. Holy shit. Fuck, man. I just wanted right. to say one, not long at all, quick uh, pull the peat on my plane that you might appreciate. Not a long Oh, long. yeah. What'd you do? What'd you do? All right. As you know, I always get bumped up to first class going back and forth to Buffalo. And I count on that hour. It's 45 minutes. And I count on that sleep. It's a 5.30 a.m. flight. That's what time you're <sighs> on the plane. So you're leaving your house at 3.45 a.m. 5.30 a.m. on my first class flight. Two flight attendants sitting on those benches after... Uh, we were all done with, you know, after they brought, first of all, they didn't bring coffee. The machine was broken. So they're sitting on those benches, and the one woman is talking so loud, and she sounds like this, and she's like, um, we went to Dallas, and we had a wonderful weekend. And, bro, I, I can't sleep, and I'm getting so aggravated, and I'm doing that where I'm out loud, and I have a single seat. I'm looking over, looking down the aisle, and I'm like, what the fuck? I'm looking at the guy next to me. I'm like, she's the fucking only one on the plane. She's the only one on the plane babbling. I mean, holy shit. So, so then I look down the aisle, and the woman who's talking loud, I can't see, but I can see the other flight attendant. And I put my finger to my mouth to give the shh. And I go to her, and I go, and I point to the other lady who I can't see as if I'm telling her, can you shush her? And that flight attendant looks at me and, like, raises her eyebrows, like, as if to say, sorry, I know, like, you know. And I, I want to be like, listen, th- this isn't a bar, and I'm interrupting your conversation. Tell your colleague to shut up. So yeah. she doesn't. So I'm laying back there again. I always put my hat over my eyes. And they stop talking for a minute. And it was unbelievable, bro. There is nobody else on this plane talking. Everybody is sleeping. And when that flight attendant stops, it's silence. And I'm like, oh, my God, heaven, heaven. And then five minutes later, she starts up again. So this is, I hit, uh, and we had, they put the seatbelt on. Don't get up because of turbulence. So I hit the belt, the uh, call button. And she comes up over. And she's like, yeah, can I help you? And I go, I'm sorry, can you just keep it down, please? I I don't know if you can tell, but you're the only one talking on the plane. I'm four rows back, and I can hear you. So I'm sorry, if you could just... Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't... And she was so uncomfortable. And then she turned and and walked away. And uh, she quieted down. But I just thought to myself, I got off the plane. I don't know, is that ballsy? I basically paged the lady over to tell her to shut the hell up. Yeah, no, that's a good move. I wish I would have done that a few times. But uh, did she shut up? She did. And I tell you, I didn't yell and I was polite and she was a little off put by it. But she said, okay, and walked away. But in some way, it was more uncomfortable than all the yells and and, and things I've done with other people. Because it just, you know, I'm no misogynistic guy. It just felt weird. I'm paging a woman over to tell her to shut up. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's first class right there. Yeah. Can I help you? Yeah. Go back to where you were, but when you get back over there, zip it. That's what I want. That's what I want you to do. So, 
But I'm, yeah, I don't know, man. I'm just uh, saying that's it. That's nuts, man. That's that's some balls you got, definitely. Uh, felt good. Felt good. Felt right. Uh, I enjoyed the show. I don't mean to cut you off, but usually I uh, got to go tuck the daughter in anyway. Lou, we haven't heard from you since we brought up <laughs> who broke your heart. Did you stab yourself? Are you, cut, did you, are you wrist bleeding right now? Guy, don't fucking, you broke my heart. Don't bring that shit up early on. You throw me off. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about where I went wrong in life because you fucking mentioned that. You're like, shit, he's right. <laughs> well, Lou, much like the Olympics, it's almost been three years, right? All right, better get in shape. Yeah. I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. You broke my heart. Good hanging, boys. Good hanging. Listen, I got an announcement. I announced it today, which is Wednesday. I know this airs on Friday, but got a new tour for 2018 called the Stay Hungry Tour. And it's also the name of my book that I've been writing, which is going to be out February 27th called Stay Hungry. It's basically about the last 20 years of my life in this business, sharing stories that I haven't really told before maybe maybe i've told uh, on the cast but uh they're a little bit more long form and detailed so that book comes out on february 28th 27th oh lou you know we're doing book readings on this show <laughs> every week every week i'm doing an excerpt reading oh i can't wait yeah, you could you could pre-order the book on Amazon.com. Just go to Amazon.com, type in Sebastian Maniscalco, Stay Hungry. Get your early or early order in. But I, I got to name some of these cities that I'm coming to. Starting January 5th, I'm coming to Montreal. Uh, January 12th, I'll be at uh, Windsor, Ontario at the Coliseum at Caesars Windsor. Rochester, January 26th. Uh, January 27th at Syracuse, February 8th, Concord, New Hampshire, February 9th, Providence, Rhode Island, February 10th, Ox- Oxon Hill, Maryland at the MGM National Harbor Casino. I'll be up in Napa, February 16th, February 17th, Rancho Mirage, February 18th, Long Beach, California, Big Show, March 1st, 2018 in Toronto. This is going to be my first real arena it's the Air Canada Center, uh, which is where all the uh, big sporting teams play. We're going to tackle. Holy shit. <laughs> Holy uh, shit, dude. It's fucking eight, crazy. <laughs> 18,000 seats. So uh, hopefully everybody in Toronto will come out. Uh, March 3rd, Chicago, Illinois at the Chicago Theater. Then in Rosemont uh, and March 10th at the Rosemont Theater. Be in Boston March 23rd. And then it's going to culminate April 21st at Radio City Music Hall in New York City. We are filming uh, my my special there at uh, Radio City, April 21st. Uh, There's going to be more shows added because those shows already sold out uh, today. Uh, So keep... keep, uh, track of me on social media and SebastianLive.com. I'm going to be announcing new shows in New York City. Holy shit, dude. Now, by the way, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't Justin Bieber from Toronto? Actually, I, know I think he is. I think he I is. I know he's yes, Canadian. He I'm pretty sure it's Toronto. And if you can't go up to Justin Bieber and say, hey, if you... <laughs> gonna be in your hometown i'm gonna be there right and then he may be like where guy you're like the, the, the same place 
death of dice. Yeah, same fucking place you played. How about that? Maybe I should be dancing while waiting for my Jamba Juice, too, okay? Oh. Bro, that's really amazing, man. Congratulations oh, on all you. that stuff. Wow, man. Something thank else. You. Beautiful. Yeah, so we're all excited. Right. Uh, great show. Great hanging. Uh, thanks, for, uh, f- thanks for all the laughs. And guys, share the show with everybody that you know, friends and family. Apple, Tunes. We're on Sirius XM. And we are out. If I can. The show has ended. So no one's allowed to tell a story when a comedian's in the room? That's crazy. Come on. Not a funny one. (laughs) 